Yeah. Hey. Hey. Get your numbers up. I had to get my numbers up. Now I got it like they gave it to me. But I took it, they ain't give it to me. She really do, she really do it to me. God knew it for me. Yeah. It really fit. It's a shoe in for me. Uh. Started hooping for the Nike check. Yeah. I play tennis for the Rolex. I be in Miami, never seen a bitch. Talking up out in blue when you saw me. She was all on me, had to get her up. I just came to get these women. And welcome to another edition of the Deliberation Sports Podcast. Coming at you uh, wherever you may be, however you may be listening. We definitely appreciate you for checking us out. And uh, and the crew, man, got the crew with me right here. Uh, Justice Bolden, Evan Devold, ready to go, ready to get it, ready to chop it up, talk some basketball. A lot of stuff going on in the basketball world. So we're going to get right into it. Justice, you know how we do. Remind the people how to follow us on social media, how they can check us out. Follow us on Twitter at Deliberation SP1. Follow us on Instagram at Deliberation Sports and also on Facebook at Deliberation Sports Podcast. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's it, man. You can check us out. Check out everything about the show and everything else we got going on. So, not any further ado, going to get right into it, guys. So, today, um, big stuff popping. Um, Saturday, you look up and you see Jimmy Butler has been traded, um, not just traded, but to the Philadelphia 76ers. And the 76ers, man, been the team that's been looking left and right, in and out, to stay involved in the championship picture, which is what I respect about them. Always looking for that big move to try to bring in another star, try to bring in another star. They were involved in They jumped in the Kawhi sweepstakes in the offseason, uh, even though a lot of people didn't think they had a big chance to get them. They still tried. They tried to get LeBron. I respect them for that. And now, here it is, boom. As much as people are talking about uh, the Houston Rockets, here come the 76ers in the back door and pull off the trade. Um, Justice, I'm going to let you uh, give the details of the trade, man, and and let you start off with what you think about it. All right, so breaking news. The Minnesota Timberwolves have reached an agreement with the Philadelphia 76ers in, in the deal. The Timberwolves will send Jimmy Butler and Justin Patton to the 76ers in exchange for Robert Covington, Dario Saric, Jared Bayless, and a 2022 second-round pick. Mm-hmm. All I can say is major. Major, major, major things for the 76ers. I'm going to tell y'all, man, I'm a Butler fan. I ain't have no problem with how he handled any of this stuff because the Timberwolves are – Garbage, but how they handled that whole situation to me from the beginning, it was just a big mess, a big cluster. Anything you want to say, it was just a mess. And he still went out there and balled this season uh, with them, still went out there, did his thing, even though he was cheering for the Warriors when they got blown out, all sorts of stuff. But he was still out there balling and doing his job on the court. So, um, Justice Man, um, I'm going to kick it with you, then get Evan's thoughts on it. What do you think about what this does 
for the 76 Well, for the 76ers, I think they're going to be hurt by the loss of Covington and Sarek. Covington was one of the better mm-hmm. three-point shooters in the NBA. This season, he hasn't been playing as well as he did last year, but certainly he's he was an asset that was able to essentially bring back uh, Jimmy Butler when you combine him with Dario Sarek. Sarek at 6'11". Uh, he does a lot of things well. He can score in the paint, but mainly he's a stretch big, very skilled. Uh, he's in the mold of many of those classic uh, European bigs. Jared Bayless, he's a throw-in, a veteran guy who's been around. That 2022 pick, I'm not sure how much they use with that, but to be honest, uh, Jimmy Butler, what he does for the 76ers, he gives them another guy, a closer on the wing who can really make shots. Ben Simmons is the guy that has the ball in, in his hands most of the time. But in today's modern NBA with three-point shootings at a premium, he has not shot a three all season. But uh, when you combine mm-hmm. him with, with Joel Embiid, who just had a monster 40-20 uh, game himself, now they got the big three. And they are right there amongst the top four teams in the East. And I think they have jumped over Boston with this move. Wow, interesting, interesting. Evan, man, what say you? What you got? Well, I agree with Justice. I do think uh, the Robert Covington loss uh, will affect him. If you look at him, he was a guy who went undrafted out of Tennessee State, and he just he just grinded his way into the league uh, and, and ended up being a, a really good player. So they will miss him. He's, he's one of those glue guys who you have to have. Uh, he he kind of gets everything moving for you. So, But I will say this. For the Philadelphia 76ers, you're looking at a potential lineup of Ben Simmons, J.J. Reddick, Jimmy Butler, Joel Embiid, Markel Folks. I'm going to tell you right now, that team was not, to me, considered to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. I got to replace them. I got to replace Indiana with them. I have to. I have to. And, and you guys know I, I love the Pacers, and I, I think that's a really good team, man. But Jimmy Butler uh, just as hinted on his ability to bring in more offense. I look at his defense. Uh, he gives you a guy who you, you, you're going to tell him, go guard my best score. And he's going he's gonna to give them hell every night. Philly didn't have that on the wing. You look at Ben Simmons, Robert Covington, probably, J.J. Reddick. I mean, those guys aren't shut down defenders. Jimmy Butler gives you that, and he gives you the edge, too. Uh, MB has it, but Jimmy adds it on with you. Like, hey, you're not finna run over us tonight. You finna have this fight all 48 minutes. And, and Jimmy gives you the edge. So, I mean, I think this is a team that's going to be in the Easter Conference Finals. Uh, I mean, they're just so loaded. Once I think they might start off a little slow when you're getting the pieces together. Uh, but once they get in the groove, man, I wouldn't be surprised to see this team run off 10 12 in a row, man, because adding Jimmy Butler, who will free up Ben Simmons a lot more because you just can't pack the paint with him no more. You got to respect Jimmy, and, and they will be forced to add JJ back into that starting lineup now. Mm-hmm. It didn't got scary out there in Philly, man. They come a long way from being a, a team that was tanking year in and year out, man. I, I think that team has a legitimate shot. I think they're going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals, but they have a legitimate shot to come out the East and go to the NBA Finals. I'm going to tell you something, man. That's why I love what they do. I love that they're aggressive going after guys, man, going after 
that championship ring what they have because they know they have a core that can really do some things. And why play around with it, man? Go after what you think you can do, what you think you can get. And that's what they've done. And, you know, I'm going to tell you, I always wondered about their offensive flexibility when it comes to somebody else on the perimeter, like you said, that can do something offensively. And, of course, Jimmy Butler brings that defensive edge as well. Uh, so that's just a, a double whammy right there. But just think about this. I mean, outside of Ben Simmons, I don't even know what I can call him. If I call him a perimeter guy because he can't shoot, but he's a point guard. It's a very interesting um, situation with him. But you really didn't have a guy because Markel Fultz wasn't that guy. Robert Covington, as, even though he could shoot, was not that guy. Maybe you want to say J.J. Reddick, but now a true two-way guy that could truly score, get his own shot from anywhere, and you get a defensive lockdown player. I mean, you just can't you can't beat that anywhere else, uh, no question. Well, and, Josh, I got something to add to it. Right now, the Sixers, are, uh, it's all Sixers. Right? They're, going, they're taking on the Memphis Grizzlies. It's 75-72 in the mm-hmm. third quarter. Ben Simmons is 6 of mm-hmm. 10. Markel Fultz is 6 of 7. J.J. Redick is 6 of 8 on, on the night. And uh, T.J. <laughs> wow. McConnell is a guy who I liked for them last year. He's not playing as much this year with the, with the insertion of uh, Fultz into the lineup. But uh, off the bench mm-hmm. right now, he's even 3 or 4 for 6 points and got 4 assists. Ironically, I think the real glaring issue with Philly will be Markel Fultz. He does not have any assists so far. He's taken seven shots in 19 minutes. Can he make sure mm-hmm. that everybody gets the ball, or do they have to go back and turn more to TJ McConnell or even Landry Shamit, who's the rookie out of uh, the American Athletic Conference? He was with uh, Wichita State last year. Is Fultz ready to take this team to the next level? Well, if not, just let Ben Simmons run the show. He's more than capable of sharing the ball. Uh, yeah, actually, to and be honest, with you, you may be right. He is probably the point guard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, last year I thought yeah. he passed too much in the in the playoffs against Boston. So if Markel folks keeps flopping, then let Ben run the show. That's an easy fix. Yeah, Markel's more of a two to me. Anyway. Markel is. Um, you know, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just saying, he's more of a two to me, you know, because he doesn't really have a point guard's mentality, you know, when he's out there. Like you said, with the stats, I'm looking at also one is has no assists uh, so far. They got Landry Shamit out there playing quite a bit tonight, probably because of everything they don't have right now. Um, McConnell has five assists in 19 minutes, so he can dish. He can he can dish the rock, and of course, Ben Simmons is great at doing that. Too. Now it'll be but, uh, go ahead. As the season goes goes down the stretch. Wilson Chandler, he's mm-hmm. a guy that's averaged double figures and, and been a high-level scorer. He's not necessarily a two-way player, but he's really athletic at 6'8", uh, in his 10th year mm-hmm. out of DePaul. What does he bring uh, to the team when he returns? So that's that's something to think about. I mean, Wilson Chandler yeah, yeah. gives you a guy off the bench who can fill it up. Uh, of course, he's been injured as of the last few years, but if he returns, mm-hmm. Philly is really deep. I'll tell you what Wilson Chandler adds. <laughs> if Markel folks keep playing the way he does, he, he adds another starter. Markel folks to the bench. That's what he adds. I, you know, I thought you were going to say a lot of tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> too. But, I mean, he adds another starter, man. I mean, that's a guy who's been in playoffs uh, his whole career. Yeah, I mean, yeah. well, so. I, if, if he was playing with Carmelo Anthony, he wasn't in the playoffs. But was he was he on that Denver team then, or was he uh, with the Knicks? Man, Justice. Yeah. Man. No, no, they traded him. Man. Um, 
Yeah, they trade. You know, I, I I really hate to do it to Justice Josh, man, but I got to because he he don't understand uh, that every year Melo was in Denver, he went to the playoffs. I mean, you know, th- those are just facts. So technically, if he was with Melo, he was getting to the postseason. We we just gonna put that right. Has, has Melo been to the playoffs since <laughs> Allen Iverson uh, left Denver? It don't matter. Oh, he, he went every and it's a long time, man. <laughs> That's a long time. I mean, show you, a man Hadadi has played. To, 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 show you, to show you how real the hate is on his end, Josh. Melo was just in the playoffs last year with the Thunder. So, I mean. It, did, they, did they win a game in the playoffs? Did they get swept? No. they Look, look man, all you trying to do is stir a mess. You asked me when the last time the man was in the playoffs, and it was last year. He went to the playoffs with the Knicks too. They lost in the second round to the Indiana Pacers. Go, go, go. I remember that. Uh, all right, we, we, we'll leave, we'll leave Melo alone. I know he went scoreless the other <laughs> night. I think he was like zero of eleven from the field, but we, we're not gonna talk about that. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> so man, ever get fired up, man? You know, it, it, I know Melo's <laughs> bored. You know, some people, some people try to tell him to retire. You know, and that's a whole other conversation because um, what's going on with Houston. Right now, but okay. Look, we were talking about seventy six, and somehow Melo inserted his um, his pull up jumper into the conversation. But here's the thing: how do you look at the seventy sixes in relation to the rest of the East? Because you got Toronto, who is still just crushing um, with their record right now, twelve and one. I mean, good grief! Then you got Milwaukee, who actually just lost to the Clippers today. Um, Crazy enough, but then you know the other day they beat down the Warriors. Um, what do you think of them? So um, the Eastern Conference now that Jimmy Butler is in Philly, um, Evan, what do you think? Uh, like I said earlier, I think they have an opportunity to to, to come out the East. Uh, I definitely replaced them mm-hmm. um, in my Eastern Conference Finals. I think either it could be them or either Boston or Toronto. I will kind of lean towards Toronto right now. Just because I think Kawhi Leonard is a top five player in the NBA, um, yeah, yeah. Kyrie kinds of he he, he kind of does something to that franchise right now to that lineup. I'm sorry, uh, I haven't really put my finger on it, but it seemed like the offense ran more smooth without Kyrie. Uh, it seemed like it, everybody got touches. If you look at at their season now, Jason Tatum stats that went down, Al Horford. Uh, all Jalen Brown, they don't seem as comfortable. It's kind of like Kyrie, and it looks like he getting his shots more, uh, shot attempts up and up and up more and more. He's a, he's putting up thirty, but they're taking L's. Uh, well, look at it though. You you got main scores with Boston. So Gordon Hayward was a twenty point per game scorer. Then you got Kyrie Irving, who was a twenty point per game scorer. Uh, Al Horford is if he has an average twenty points in this league. When he was with Atlanta, he was an All Star. He was a primary guy, if not a second option. I think they have too many scores. If I were them, I wouldn't get rid of Kyrie Irving, but I would look to move Gordon Hayward. Well, well, I'm going to tell you this. Gordon Hayward is willing to play Robin. Kyrie's not. The Cleveland Cavaliers put together a whole bunch of guys who were used to being a man. Kevin Love was a 20 and 10 guy. Kyrie Irving was a 20 point a night guy, uh, but his team was in the lottery every year. LeBron James, we know what LeBron James is willing to do. The reason why that team worked because LeBron became the man. Other guys decided to play Rob. Everybody well, can play let, Batman. What's let's look at it like this right here. If if the Justice League, if you got Superman, and let's just say that that's uh, Kyrie Irving, 
and then you got Batman. Let's say that's Jason Tatum. Uh, I think Gordon Hayward has got to be like uh, Wonder Woman or, or a cyborg. You can't win in the NBA. You, you you can't you can't win big in this league. As as and when I say win big, which is the NBA title with Kyrie as your main man, it's not going to happen. I don't know, man. And see, the tough part about it is, you know, Kyrie wants to prove that. That's the only reason why he left. He left the perfect situation to go be the man. Like, ironically, in that series, I'm I'm watching the game. I felt that we're talking about the Golden State series. I felt that Kyrie was the man in in that down the stretch. I mean, he was the guy. He took and made every big shot. Now LeBron blocked the shot, but throughout the season, if you remember, uh, LeBron was usually looking to give Kyrie the ball down the stretch. Yeah, he didn't like the fact that LeBron won Finals MVP, and he didn't like the fact that LeBron was still getting all the attention, so he decided to leave. People say that LeBron didn't want Kyrie to be the man. LeBron didn't have no problem giving the ball up to Kyrie. Well, I mean, he was calling him, like, my little guy, my young guy, my little man, my man. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think Kyrie was tired of his disrespect. Call him. Yeah, man, he said, he said don't be sounding me, man. The Call that little man syndrome, man. Whatever. Get out of here with that. Man. I mean, but Kyrie, he's really not a little man. I mean, he's 6'3". You know, Uncle Drew, he's got his own brain. You know, it's it's kind of like a Penny yeah. and Jack type of thing. I think Kyrie was rising to that level of being a guy. He's got his own shit. Just as you walking down the wrong sidewalk, man, and you're going to get ran <laughs> over if you do what I think you're going to do. Ah. <laughs> Don't do it. They've admitted as as much. There was some there was some friction there at one time, and they both mm-hmm. were rising. You just saw the one cent episode. I think we dealt with a similar thing. Kyrie wanted out. Now in this case, the big fish didn't leave in terms of uh, LeBron didn't leave first. But mm-hmm. if you look at it now, both guys are gone. Uh, or both. Guys. So you're saying that Kyrie Kyrie is Penny in the Shaq uh, deal. Somewhat, somewhat. Penny was a lot better yeah. than, than Kyrie, I think, all around when you look at it, both sides of the ball. If not for the injuries, Penny had a chance to be all-time top three-point guard of all time. Let, let, let me ask y'all this real quick. All right. The year Kyrie left, where did, Philly, where, where did Cleveland end the season? The the last year Kyrie was there, where did, where did Cleveland end the season? Back in the NBA Finals. Uh, in the Finals. When Kyrie left, where did Cleveland end the season? Back in the Finals. I don't need to say no oh, more. Yeah, We're going to holler at you. <laughs> I mean, LeBron, LeBron now, first of all, go to the Finals every year. Until, I'm now, at until you. now. Until now. It's, it's, he's in the West, <laughs> and, and I think those days are over with unless he, they, they get an old roster overhaul in uh, in Los Angeles. But look, okay, now now he didn't win the finals the second time he went, you know, but he did go again. So, you know, LeBron getting all these. I honestly think they could have won it that first year if Kyrie, and I know we're off topic, and Kevin Love didn't get hurt because LeBron went crazy this series and they lost in six. So, but he probably doesn't go crazy if Kyrie's in there. But I I remember that series. I think Kyrie was killing it in the first game. And that's when I think Golden State was a bit more vulnerable. Uh, that that was during the yeah. times when, to be honest, the Grizzlies had Golden State on the ropes two one. They did, and uh, Tony mm-hmm. Allen pulls a hamstring. Uh, Golden State is is waiting in Memphis all weekend, and they end up uh, coming back to to win that two two, and they go back and, and take the series. Let, and, let, and let, I think, 
let me ask y'all this, and this probably doesn't mean anything, but I, I like I'm I'm interested to see you guys answer. If Kyrie's healthy and 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 Kevin Love doesn't get hurt in that Boston series, they win that finals, lose the second one, win the third. Finals champions two out of three years. Does Kyrie still want out? Uh look, I think rings, you know, will help anybody feel better about a situation, you know. But he might. Well, they say when they because say when LeBron they say is still going winning cures all, and I can imagine being in the locker room with LeBron James after losing the finals. I can just imagine that the days after that, the feeling that you walk away with is probably not a good one. That probably had as much to do with Kyrie leaving as anything. If they if you win the championships popping bottles, I don't see him leaving. But losing, no, losing no, the look, finals, check it out. I, I think that was that was enough. But they, but they won the finals that year. Well, Kyrie left. But check it out. Here, here's the thing, right? I think the more I think about, it, okay, let's say they win a couple titles with Kyrie, LeBron, and I know this is what if, but whatever. I'm like this: Kyrie looking over at LeBron, saying, "It's all me and my son Kyrie winning these titles under my wing. He's gonna be sick of it. He's still gonna go to Boston with his wing, with his with his rings. So I don't know." Well, go to Boston and lose to Philly or Toronto. Now, Josh, you asked you asked earlier about the top four, and I know Evan Evan kind of yeah. touched on it. I'm going with Toronto still as the best team in the East. I think Kawhi Leonard, Danny Green, those guys have brought a defensive mindset from San Antonio into Toronto. And we're seeing Kyle Lowry. I know Evan doesn't believe in him, but he's having his best season of his career in terms of being a distributor. Yeah. Yeah. He's leading the league in assists. Now he doesn't have to be the guy. Uh, DeMar DeRozan never played defense, first off. He didn't even guard LeBron Mm -hmm. anyway. So Kawhi Leonard is going to guard LeBron, and that makes things different. But even though they're in the East, Kawhi Leonard is going to guard the best player on the opposing team every night. He's going to dive on loose Mm -hmm. balls. He's just a different player, and I think that's my my number one team. Number two, I'm going with Philly. I think the addition of Jimmy Butler puts them above Milwaukee, and then I'm going to have Boston at four. Interesting. Uh, Evan, did you give a top four? Well, now that I'm kind of dissecting everything, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to put Philly over Toronto. Okay. Uh, and I'll tell you why. Essentially, when you get guys who just going to go hard, Kawhi and Jimmy are going to give you that. But what do Toronto have to offset Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. They don't have it. They don't have it. Jimmy Butler is that guy they were missing from going to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. That vet who could go get a bucket. That vet who's going to lock down on defense the way playoff defense is meant to be played. That's the guy they were missing. But, see, I, I don't think yeah. that Jimmy Butler is a guy that com- commands a double team. In fact, Kawhi can guard him single single hand. I don't that, think that Jimmy Butler on the flip side can guard, uh, that's, that's fine. Can guard single coverage. That's fine because what it does is it opens up the game for Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. It, it, when, they, when they're attacking, it still opens up those threes for J.J. Reddick. That's what I'm saying. Now that I sit here and dissect the game and, and I look at it and I compare these rosters, Philly has more weapons. Now, Brett Brown did. Ooh, he coached terrible in that Boston series last year because he could have made some adjustments. Yes. And that might be yes. their Achilles heel. 
But now that I break this thing down, man, Philly has the weapons to come out of the East. Now, Boston still has what they have. But you know how everybody say, oh, man, Brad Stevens, he's a genius. He didn't see that. He never won a ring, but somehow he's the next Red Arbach out of Boston. Like, I, I don't know how, but, I mean, he can coach. But now it's the time to show how genius he is because they still have the pieces, Josh and Justice, yeah. to compete. He hasn't figured out how to get them together yet. And I don't and, and me personally, I don't think you can win big with Kyrie leading the team. They're gonna have to me, Jason Tatum needs to be that guy. Uh but right now I'm putting Philly number one. I'm going Toronto number two. I'm going Boston number three. And I'm going Milwaukee number four. That's how I think it'll end up. Because I don't think Milwaukee at the end of the day has enough to keep up the pace that they have, uh, that they that they are having right now over 82-game stretch. Uh, if if the grief keep going this hard and they keep putting this much on them, uh, we've seen it over and over, uh, injury usually occur. They're going to have to have some yeah. more guys step up in the big way. Uh, Tonight in the loss against uh, the Clippers, the Greek freak, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, 27 points, 11 to 19 from the field, 18 rebounds, five steals. Jeez. Yeah, in the loss. He, he can't keep that up. He can't keep that up. 41 minutes, he nah. can't keep that up. No. Nah. And, and see, that's that's why. And they've uh, they lost their last two out of three. They, they had that big win over uh, Golden State, which today was probably a letdown. Uh, I, I just don't yeah. think that they have enough to keep up the pace that they are, and uh, I'm gonna put them in. F- no, I'm gonna put them in five. I'm gonna put Indiana at four. Oh, really? Okay, wow, Indiana, interesting. You know what? I'm, I'm gonna tell you my only thing with the 76ers. I'm looking at their lineup. It's three point shooting. I mean, I worry about that a little bit. I mean, McConnell's never been a three point shooter. Neither is Ben Simmons, neither is Markel Folks with that horrendous-looking uh, jump shot. You just got J.J. Redick. Now, you have more guys that can create, and you can create a lot of opportunities. But when it comes down to shooting the three, you know, maybe J.J. Redick has a, a night where he's one of one of eight from three. What, what are you going to do? You know, I feel like that can – that's one of those things in the playoffs that can rear its ugly head if they're playing good defense and, you're playing a team that can defend well. Yeah. Now, now I do want to say this. These are my predictions, not just for now, but what I think it'll end up being as the regular season ends. Okay. So I, I, I'm, I'm going to go out on the limb and say I, I'm going to have Philly 1, Toronto 2, Boston 3, Indiana 4. Interesting, interesting. Now, I'm going to tell you, though, all that being said, the East is going to be outstanding. Uh, Wait, so who are you dropping out of the top top four now, Evan? If you got Indiana, Milwaukee. I think I think that uh, the Greek freak he's not going to be able to continue that high level of play for eighty two games, man. I I think if he don't get more help, they're going to hit a slump somewhere. It could be before All Star break, after All Star break. As you see, the East is going to be tight. Where if you lose three or four games in a row, you could drop two or three spots. I, I just don't see them keep playing at this pace. And at this level for 82 games, I, I think there'll be the fifth seed, which is still up, which, which is still up was trending from where they were last year. Yeah, the only reason I ask that is because uh, when Milwaukee and Indiana played a few weeks ago, uh, 
Milwaukee blocked eight shots. And uh, the front line for, for Indiana, uh, Thaddeus Young, uh, Bogdanovich, and, and Miles Turner, they only combined for 21 points. I think that length of, of Milwaukee really gives Indiana problems. Well, you know, well, that's the coaching coming out of him. Never mind. It's, it's ways to adjust with block shots. That's the easiest thing to adjust around. When you ain't when you, when you're not dealing with seven foot six, if you just get them dealing with a guy like Giannis, I mean, you continue to go into their chest and you continue to pound them. They'll eventually get in foul trouble. They're gonna quit going for block shots easily over a seven game series. That's that's easy. That's easy to adjust to. Yeah, and especially with him being the main yeah. one. I mean, you don't have to worry that's about too the easy games. to get past. Well, they do mm-hmm. have John Henson. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they got some guys now. Milwaukee has size. They do. You know, even Chris Middleton, who's playing the small forward, 6'8", 235. And I mean, Texas a new guy. He, he lit him up. He lit him up. 23 points in that game. Uh, he was 5 and 9 from the trade. In fact, Milwaukee is shooting the three at a, at a rate that they haven't done so in past years. And Brooke Lopez is a part of that. I mean, he's shooting seven, eight threes a game. So he's another guy you can put in mm-hmm. that Mark Gasol, Carl uh, Anthony Towns category of, of shooting a bunch of threes. Hey, I, I love Chris Middleton game. You you hit something with that. I watched that guy when he was at Texas Tech. I mean Texas and them man. That you're right. Yes. That guy can shoot, dude. Like, and then you you got goons on the wing. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, Eric Bledsoe. They go, Bledsoe. They get up in you. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing we know. And, and even Dante Divincenzo, he's a shooter in his own right. Pretty athletic at the, at the bar position. Uh, that team, that team's solid now. Milwaukee. But but I, I do think they can't continue to play Greek Freak 40 minutes on the road and not be able to beat a team like the Clippers. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I do want to point this out. Indiana is a team, even back with PG. And and Thad was on his team and some of those guys. Uh, Victor Oladipo is really the only main guy who's, who's been switched up. Those guys have been to a couple of Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, Indiana's been there out the East. I mean, they went against Cleveland. They went against Miami in the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, those guys have been there. So let's 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 go ahead with this one, man. I, I know we got to move on, but that's that's how I think my top four end up. Okay, okay, definitely, definitely. And I can't wait to see how this plays out, man. I'm just looking. Um, I'm just looking at the stats real quick. And I thought I was seeing things, but I guess this is right. Brooke Lopez is averaging three rebounds a game. <laughs> so, what in the world is going on? So, okay, all right. I guess he really is. I, I can't stand, and maybe it's an old school mentality, but I cannot stand a big man out there. I mean, at least get down there sometimes. But, but let's think Come about on. it now. Where does Milwaukee want Brooke Lopez? No different than with uh, Marcus Gasol. The coaches want the big man to be out of the paint because in most cases, and, and when you look at the Greek freak, he needs driving lanes. They want four shooters out there. So I think it's more so schemes that's causing uh, centers to be moved out because, and that's why guys like Jaheel Okafor that's can't true. even play anymore. Jaheel Okafor is essentially a 20 and 10 guy. He's a, he's a modern-day version of uh, Al Jefferson if you take away the some of his transgressions off the floor. But he he's a guy who can't mm-hmm. even be effective in the NBA anymore. The game has just moved away from post guys who can score. Now, the only thing to me is you put the burden on Giannis to rebound because his, the rebound differential is huge. He's averaging 12.9. And the second guy is a small forward in Chris Middleton in 5.2. 
Then Eric Bledsoe, the point guard, with 4.3. So, I mean, you, you're going to need the, you know some guys to get down there um, and rebound. Well, I see Ursan at six. He's averaging six, you know. But I'm just saying. The, the, I may be over-speaking. Their roster just constructed with a bunch of long, athletic guys uh, who can who can shoot true, and, and put it on the deck. They really don't have any bruisers on, on that team. And, yeah, and it true. seems like I – th- I think Greg – I don't know if Greg Monroe's on that team, but even a guy like him, he can't play in today's NBA. The the big man who can score and rebound with his back to the basket is becoming obsolete. Which is why Zebo's not playing uh, for the Kings, man. But it's going to be interesting, man. Either way you slice it uh, in the Eastern Conference, that is for sure. Now, I'm going to throw this in there. I know we just want, want to wrap it up here. Anybody want to talk Grizz, uh, get in with the Grizzlies, how we look. As of right now, uh, y'all got y'all still got them going to NBA Finals. Uh, what, what's up? What's up, Evan? Which which you I, I go up. They're up on Philly right now. Uh, they could pull this out. Uh, there go seven and four. Uh, they've pretty much dominated the second half. Um, I got them short of the playoffs. Still, <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I, I don't know though, man. Like this team is growing on me day by day. They really are. I can't lie. I agree. And, and I think they're growing on you because of guys like uh, Shelvin Mack, who's having a career year. <laughs> uh, Garrett mm-hmm. Temple, who's having a career year. But then their bench is really good because you look at the Brooks brothers, uh, Dylan and Marshawn Brooks. Both of those guys can score and fill it up. It's a unique team that I don't think needs Jermichael Green for some reason. I would rather play Ivan Rab than Jermichael Green. I just think that uh, this stretch has shown that he's expendable. And if you bring him back, I think the Grizzlies are going to regress. Hey, I agree. They're going. Yeah. I tell you what, though. Two weeks ago, I got on Aaron and said he got to play my boy Marshawn. You yep. look up eighteen minutes, eleven points, four rebounds tonight. He's instant buckets mm-hmm. when he get in the game. My boy out of Providence, man. He's been a bucket getter for a long time. And, long and time. And, and that's why Jermichael Green coming back in. Whose minutes does he take away? Because he's a guy that, that's normally going to get 20 to 25 minutes. He's in a contract year. So if you look at it, Ivan Rabs played five minutes tonight and then uh, Dylan Brooks nine minutes. So that's just 14 minutes. But Marshawn Brooks is probably going to lose time or Wayne Selden, who, though he hasn't played great, uh, he's hit a, a, a three-point basket and, and I believe at least five or six consecutive games. And then Shelby Mack, mm-hmm. I mean, he's been a revelation for the Grizzlies. But I, I call that during the offseason. I love guards that have floaters. And his ability to get in the lane and get to the floater, it, much like Mike Conley, is always going to keep him in the game. And, and Conley has had a bounce-back game tonight. He's plus 15, 28 points, 11-16 from the field, 4-7 from three, six assists. He's playing well. And also Kyle Anderson has been playing well. So I think the mm-hmm. Grizzlies, they are one of those surprise teams along with uh, my Denver Nuggets. <laughs> and Nuggets <laughs> dropped two this yeah, We got to get to this. Nuggets dropped two this week after, after – uh, my boy Jamal Murray dropped 48 on Kyrie. Uh, yeah, Nikola, Nikola Jokic, I, I don't know if he was point shaving or what, but he goes out on the road <laughs> against uh, Brooklyn and only shoots one shot. But then he comes back and has 37 points and 21 rebounds. So I, I don't know what's going on. Well, look, I'm like this. Okay, and think about the Memphis game. When they played the Grizzlies, you know, uh, Denver comes in, you know, he shoots one shot, uh, which was the the game – trying to win the game from three, just jacking up a horrible-looking three in Mark Gasol's face. Now, was that 
Mark Gasol stepping up and saying, hey, I'm still here. I'm still a, a big man in this league. You know, you're not taking my spot. Or is that just Jokic just just being inexplicable? Is all I, can say. I, I think he was either disinterested and maybe he was upset that uh, Murray and um, Gary Harris were getting all the shots. Or he was upset by the uh, the fine. The NBA fined him twenty five thousand for using a um, inappropriate language. Uh, so oh, yeah. it's probably one of the two, but certainly the Grizzlies early on are one of the surprise teams in the NBA, and uh, I'm sure they're going to be talked about throughout the season. But can they keep it up? Will yeah. Marcus all that's actually be able to stay healthy? Because without one of those guys, the Grizzlies are a team that likely is in trouble. Definitely, definitely, man. We're seeing playoff Mike Conley tonight uh, with these numbers. Uh, the the clutch Conley uh, is in effect um, all star level Conley four of eight from three twenty eight point six assists. I have just taken the lead uh, in this one, even though Philly just tied it uh, two minutes left. So this is going to be a yeah. When you look at the Grizzlies, you look at the Grizzlies along with San uh, not San Antonio but the Sacramento Kings. They're probably uh, the early surprises. Uh, so far uh, in in the West, mm-hmm. at least. But the West is really tight right now. Uh, just a couple of games uh, separate second place from from eighth place or even ninth if you want to really move down. So a lot a lot of basketball is, is yet to be played. Yeah, no question about it, man. I'm looking forward to seeing how they do. And I, I, I can't I can't stress enough. Your Jermichael Green point, which I think is really good because. I know he provides and all this stuff, you know, that does does that to a decent level. It's not like the guy is Zach Randolph out there rebounding, but you know, he's he's a decent player, I guess you could say. But I, I just don't I don't want to mess up the mojo that you got working right now. Uh, even though Rab's only played five minutes uh, in the game tonight, man. But we'll we'll see. But you need um, to trade, uh, ended up Green. just trade him. <laughs> Just try to get, get him out of here. Uh, no question about it, man. But that is uh, probably going to do it, man, for this uh, NBA podcast edition. Um, another NBA podcast edition of the Deliberation Sports Podcast. We definitely appreciate everybody out there uh, for checking us out, no matter what platform it may be. And uh, Justice, do us a favor. Remind them where they can check us out and keep up with the show on social media. On Twitter, they can follow us at Deliberation SP1, uh, Instagram, Deliberation Sports, Facebook, Deliberation Sports Podcast. And also, it's on all the major publications, including uh, Stitcher, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. All right, all right, man. And uh, that's going to do it for this episode today. For Evan DeVoe, Justice Bolden, I'm Josh Midget, and we will see you next time. Cut off my legs